and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. This week, I'm sharing my timeline and steps for planning a cheapskate Disney World vacation, plus details on my upcoming trips to the Disney parks. Welcome again, everyone, to episode 18. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse. I visit Disney World several times each year, and I'm not rich. I just have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my site and here in the podcast. This week's show is about my timeline for planning cheapskate Disney vacations, so let's dive in. The number one word people use to describe planning a trip to Walt Disney World is overwhelming. There is so much to learn about and conflicting information everywhere. So most people have no idea where to even start when they want to take their family to Disney World. Add in a limited budget and trip planning can seem like a huge bummer. But fear not, today I'm going to virtually hold your hand and walk you through my timeline for planning super low budget trips to Disney World. I'll tell you when to start planning, what to book first, where I get the best deal, and how to link everything up and make it work just like you have Disney magic yourself. Now, trip planning is overall a pretty dry subject, but I'm trying to keep it interesting and fun in this week's episode. This is going to be a quick moving timeline, and I could easily go way more in depth on each aspect of planning a trip that I mentioned. So if there's anything I mentioned you'd like to hear a whole show about, please let me know in the Budget Mouse Facebook group. This is a private Facebook group just for listeners and readers of the Budget Mouse. Just search for the Budget Mouse on Facebook and ask to join and I will add you. So I already have shows in the works on using points and miles for Disney vacations, as well as staying at Disney's value resorts. So please pop into the Facebook group and let me know if there's any other topics that you would like to hear more about. So every tool and site that I'm going to mention in the podcast is listed on the resources page on the Budget Mouse. You just navigate to the menu. If you're on mobile, it's just the three lines that will drop down and give you the menu for the site and click on resources, and that will give you links to all the things I mentioned in the show. So let's tackle the question of how far in advance should you start planning a trip to Disney World if you're trying to go on a tight budget? So in a perfect world, this is going to be at least a year in advance. Some people start two or more years, and that's not required for a great vacation, but the farther the more you know, far in advance that you plan, the more opportunities you'll have to save money. So you'll have an advantage in terms of choices for low budget accommodations and making a plan for how you will pay for your trip, but there's not much advantage besides that. So do not fear if you're trying to plan a trip that is within a year, you'll still have lots of options. So one plus year in advance, I would start with the basic logistics of the trip. What time of year can you go? Who is coming along? Do they have any limitations to their schedule? And roughly how long do you want to stay? 
At this point in the trip planning procedure, my main advice is to be flexible. The lowest cost times of year to visit Disney World are generally when kids are in school. So I've gotten up on my soapbox before about taking your kids out of school to go to Walt Disney World for a trip. The short version is do it. They will have a great experience at Walt Disney World. I was a public school teacher. I know what school is like. <laughs> They're going to learn a lot at Disney World, probably more so than they would even at school that week. Okay, but there are some hands down cheapest times of year to visit Walt Disney World. I'm going to share them with you right now. The last two weeks of January, September, the whole month, particularly the first two weeks, the first two weeks of November, that's excluding Veterans Day weekend and the first week of December. So when you have some flexibility in your year plus in advance and planning a trip, those times of year are going to be the cheapest. Okay, so step two is to set a rough budget. Now, how do you even start with a budget for a Disney World trip if you have no idea? My advice is to start with park tickets. They are the one expense, it's probably gonna be the biggest expense of your trip, and they're the one that it's hardest to save money on. So they're the one to you know plan on in advance. This is how much I'm gonna spend on park tickets. So from one to three days, in the parks, you can average um, about $100 per day if you want to do that per person. After that, the cost per day starts to drop quickly. So a seven-day discounted ticket from undercover tourist is only going to be about $100 more than a three-day ticket. Clearly, you're being encouraged to stay longer at Disney World, and they're no dummies. They know that the longer you stay, the more money you're going to spend on food, souvenirs, hotel, etc. So a family of four, if you spend six days in the park, you're looking at $1,800 for park tickets. I know that is a shocking amount, but keep in mind that is going to be the biggest expense of your trip, and that is for six days in the park. That is not a required amount to go, but if you want a ballpark figure for a family of four, that is what you're looking at. Something important to keep in mind is that kids under three are free, so taking a trip when your youngest child is just about to turn three is a great approach. I have done that personally. Now, my daughter looks like she's much older than she was, so I did get some looks like really, this kid is still two years old. I mean, she looked like she was four, but they'll never ask for ID. Disney is great about that. And she truthfully was under three. So setting the budget and the amount of time you have to prepare, how much can you realistically set aside? I suggest having an established place to put money aside. That can be a special savings account that you designate just for the trip. It could just be a jar in your bedroom that you stick cash into. I personally use a Capital One 360 online savings account to set money aside for a Disney trip. And there is a post on the Frugal South that is about how to do that. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes. Um, you do get a $25 sign-on bonus when you open a new account and start saving money for your vacation in it. So where you can end up staying and how much you're going to spend on food and souvenirs, et cetera, will really be dictated by how much you can set aside for the trip. Now, I have found very creative ways of funding Disney trips, and the main one is through credit card bonuses. I know this is, approach is not for everyone, but I think there's a lot of misconceptions about using credit cards to get free and cheap travel. One is that it's going to hurt your credit score in some way, or it's somehow risky behavior. I mean, I can personally attest to the fact that that is not true, and there's tons of other people out there that use points and miles to fund travel that will also testify that it does nothing but increase your credit score, and I'm going to do a whole show on 
<clears throat> using credit card bonuses to fund Disney vacations because there's so much to know. But from a good bonus of a sign up um, for a credit card, I expect to get about $500 to $900 worth of travel. So this is a way I drastically cut down on our expenses. And I, I only recommend it if you have an established history of using credit cards responsibly. Like if you've gotten into trouble with credit card debt in the past, this approach is not for you. It's just asking for trouble, right? But if you have a history of paying off your balances on time and not accumulating a lot of debt from spending like this, then I totally suggest it. So I have a post on the Frugal South that is my top five credit cards for earning free travel, and I'm going to list that in the show notes for today's show as well. So other creative ways that I have funded Disney vacations include decluttering my house and selling stuff on eBay and Craigslist. I have earned gift cards through Swagbucks. I have taken on a short-term side job and put all that money I earned into a Disney account and other ways. So if you really want to go, you will find a way, right? So I just encourage you to be creative and anyone can really afford a Disney vacation if you really want it. So next in the trip planning timeline here, as soon as you decide to go, I recommend setting up a My Disney Experience account for yourself and everyone who is going. So you can sign up for this at DisneyWorld.com or you can download the My Disney Experience app to your phone and set up your account there. So you, to add additional people who are going in your group, you click Add Guest in the Family and Friends section and you can set up a profile for them and then invite them via their email address to connect with you. It's important that all of the adult accounts are linked for your tickets to work and your accommodations and your dining to all kind of work together. Kids cannot connect and accounts are managed by adults. So just have one adult who's planning the trip. If it's you, that's fine. Set up the accounts for the kids. Next, where should you stay on your Disney vacation? Ideally, you're going to figure this out six to 11 months in advance to get the best prices on things. So you're picking from off-property hotel rooms where most people stay, but I think that offers the least value for your money. On-property Disney hotel rooms, you could rent DVC points, you could rent a vacation home or villa through Airbnb, VRBO, etc., or pay to use a friend or family member's timeshare, which many people do. So this is totally going to depend on how many people are traveling in your party together, how many beds you need, and how willing you are to live in close quarters during your vacation. And that is a big factor in figuring out where to stay. If you're a family of four and you're spending most of your time at the parks, which most people do on their first trip to Disney World, cramming into a value resort room for your vacation is probably going to be fine because you are not going to spend a lot of time in the room. You really just need a place to crash and get ready in the morning. But some people want to spend more time in their hotel. They don't want to be crammed into close quarters. So in that case, you need to look elsewhere. So my choice that requires the longest lead time in terms of planning your accommodations is renting Disney Vacation Club points. I've done a recent show on Disney Vacation Club in general. That was episode 16. You can go back and give that a listen if you're not sure what I'm talking about. But the earliest you can book a D DVC, it's 11 months in advance. And that is when you have the best choices. For example, my favorite place to stay is Animal Kingdom Lodge. And in the past, I've been able to book a value studio at Animal Kingdom Lodge for $125 a night, renting points from a friend who's an owner. But I had to be ready to book on the day that the 11-month window opened. So the next longest booking window is going to be for vacation home rentals. I suggest booking those 6 to 12 months in advance 
because the options just become more limited the closer you get. The best places that are the best value, that are the cheapest, are going to go early. And when you look six months or more uh, you know, up close to your trip, you're going to have less good options, basically. So I was looking at options for September, back in May, when I did the notes for this show, and I felt like I had waited too long. I didn't have the options that I was wanting. And so I ended up staying somewhere else for that trip. So it's not uncommon to find three to four bedroom homes for around $100 a night on VRBO or Airbnb. So that can be a great way to go if you really are on a tight budget and you have a large group going. If you can book those early, that is a great option. Now, those do get filled up early, like I said. So you've got to be in the six to 12 month window if you want to get the best deals for um, renting a home. Another option for accommodation is staying at a Disney hotel room. If you are booking a package such as free dining, you'll want to book that as soon as the package becomes available. If you're looking to stay just at a Disney resort and a room only reservation, I actually suggest waiting. The reason is Disney releases discounts on room only reservations usually three to six months in advance of your travel date. So after they release these room only discounts, you can actually book the Disney rooms through undercover tourists or orbits and get an additional discount off of that Disney discount. So you can save up to 50% off of Disney's rack rates by going this route. And there are links to both of those sites in the resources page, as I have mentioned. For groups of three or more people, I suggest using undercover tourists. If it's two or fewer, I suggest using orbits for the best deal. Now, another route to go is having a travel agent book for you. And I strongly recommend Sierra at Destinations in Florida. She is my go-to travel agent for the site and she is excellent. What she can do that you won't get anywhere else is automatically apply discounts to your reservation as Disney releases them and give you the best possible discount without you having to do any extra work. So if you really want to be hands off, you can book as far in advance as they have released the prices for, and then Sierra will uh, apply the discounts as Disney releases them closer to your travel dates. So the last option is an off-property hotel. And as I mentioned, I think that's the least value that you're going to get. However, you can book them anytime, even like a day in advance, and you're going to have tons of options. And when I stay off-property, I usually go through Orbitz because of their promo codes that can be used to take an additional 15% generally off of your stay, as long as you're not staying at a big chain hotel, in which case those promo codes don't work. So after you book a Disney resort reservation, whether that is renting DVC points through undercover tourists or orbits or anywhere with a travel agent, you'll get a confirmation number. So you can enter this confirmation number in your My Disney Experience account under where it says to link resort reservation. One last thing about booking accommodations is to really take into careful consider which day of the week you're going to check in and out on. So Consider that if you're flying to Orlando, the cheapest days to fly are Tuesday and Wednesday, followed by Saturday and Thursday. So I have made the mistake before of trying to check in on a Sunday, making the reservation a year in advance, check to plan to check in on a Sunday, only to find out that the tickets 
to fly into Orlando on a Sunday were going to add hundreds and hundreds of dollars to the trip compared to other days of the week. So if you're going for a full week and you're taking a full week off of work, and if you have flexibility on which day of the week to start your vacation, I suggest starting your vacation on a Tuesday or a Wednesday because you're going to get the best air for those days, hands down. So back to planning timeline here, six months in advance, it's very important if you want the best deal to plan your dining reservations. And in order to do that, you also need to plan your park days. By that, I mean which parks you will be visiting on which day, because that will determine your dining. So there is a 180 day window for booking all dining reservations. If you already have a Disney resort reservation at this point, point, you actually get an extra window in order to book your dining. You get 180 days plus 10 days into your trip. And that only really matters for the hardest to get reservations during busy times of year. Otherwise, that extra window isn't really going to matter. You can also still book your dining if you haven't made your hotel reservation yet. So I get people concerned about, oh my God, I I want to wait for Disney to release these hotel discounts, but I want to book my dining. Is that a problem? And I said, it's not a problem at all. You can go ahead and book your dining well in advance of making your hotel reservation. And a lot of people do that. It's highly recommended actually. So in deciding which parks to go to on which days, I always use a crowd calendar and there's a link to that in the resources page. And there are some general rules though that you can follow. I avoid the Magic Kingdom on Mondays and Saturdays because those are the days most people start their vacations and they are going to start at Magic Kingdom. I avoid parks with extra magic hours unless I have a park hopper ticket or I plan to only spend the mornings at the park that um, that have the morning extra magic hours and then go out to dinner or something. If you're planning your trip on a budget, one way to save a lot of money is to limit how many table service meals that you do. So I suggest making a few special reservation. For example, my favorite character meal is Tusker House in Animal Kingdom. Uh, also, I love Akershus Royal Banquet Hall for dining with the princesses. These are very pricey, and so I like to make them like a special meal and then otherwise eat very cheaply do quick service meals or even pack food and bring it to the park, eat breakfast in our rooms, what have you. And that keeps the overall cost of your trip down. But those character dining are very popular. So you do want to be ready to book them at the six month window, the 180 day window. So also consider making reservations for any special add on experiences then as well. For most of those, you can book at the 180 day window. Next step in planning is to get a hold of your park tickets. So I suggest doing this about three months in advance of your trip. If you want the best prices on tickets, here's where to get them. One or two day tickets are the lowest prices straight from Disney and you can order them right on the Disney website. If you followed my advice and set up your My Disney Experience account well in advance, they will just automatically be added to your profiles in My Disney Experience and you're ready to go. If you're staying If you want to visit the parks three days or more, I suggest getting your tickets from Undercover Tourist, where you can save up to $71 per ticket. So why three months in advance? You want them linked to your My Disney Experience account at least 60 days prior to your check-in date to take advantage of a fast pass booking window. This applies if you are staying at a Disney resort. That window is only 30 days in advance if you're staying off property, so you'll want your tickets linked at least 30 days in advance. Now, This is a great tactic for adding quality to your vacation without any expense. Getting the best fast passes while they're available as soon as your window opens will make your trip so much nicer, less stressful, and it doesn't cost a penny. So totally do that. 
Also three months in advance, I suggest having a plan for your transportation tour from Orlando and how to you're going to get around once you're there. So decide whether you will fly or drive. Check out episode four, which is all about cheap transportation to and from Orlando. So if you're flying, I get asked a lot, when should I buy tickets? So I think it's fine to wait six to eight weeks in advance, but keep an eye on the flights that you'll that you want to see if they're going to drop in price before that. Airfare Watchdog is a great tool for monitoring price on a route, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I get Southwest Airline emails for their fare sales, and that helps me keep tabs on when flights are going on sale. The same is true for Frontier. In fact, today in my inbox, I got a promo code good for 75 or 90% off of the flights on, on Frontier in the next coming weeks and months here. Two months in advance, I suggest making a plan for collecting affordable souvenirs before you go on a trip. I am definitely going to do an upcoming show on this as well. I need to put that in my notes right now. But I hit up the Dollar Tree, Target, Walmart, Swap.com, and Skula, which are online secondhand clothing sites, for souvenirs before I leave for my trip. I do something called Tinkerbell gifts on some trips, which you may have heard of other places. This is a small gift that you give to the kids in the room, in your hotel room, certain days of your trip. And what it does is helps deal with not buying something at theme parks every day where everything is so expensive. So I do like a dollar gift that Tinkerbell leaves in the room in the morning and she gets to open it up. Sometimes I'll wrap it up or put it in a little bag or something and um, she gets to open up and it's like she got a special trip from Tinkerbell, a special, sorry, a special gift from Tinkerbell on the trip. And then I just noticed there's not like, I want, I want, I want, I want. It's like you already filled the tank of getting a special thing on the trip. Um, and you totally have stayed under budget and not have to worry about spending a ton on souvenirs in the parks. So one month before your trip, I suggest you research your counter service dining options and kind of make a plan for where you want to eat. You can find all of the menus over at allears.net and you can find prices and make a plan for how much you're going to spend on your counter service dining that you don't have to make reservations for. You also might want to rent a stroller or a scooter for your trip and research grocery delivery. So now on every trip that I take, I get a grocery delivery to our hotel which allows me to save so much money on breakfast and snack foods in our room. So I'll also link to my post on grocery delivery at Walt Disney World in the show notes as well. So here's a quick summary of a timing, uh, sorry, a planning timeline for a cheapskate trip to Walt Disney World. One year plus in advance, figure out your basic logistics, set your budget, and figure out how you're going to pay for this trip, whether it be savings account, credit card bonuses, discount, gift cards, etc. 11 months in advance, make a plan for your accommodations, particularly if you want to rent DVC points and have the best, um, cheapest options. That booking window starts 11 months in advance. Six months in advance, make a plan for your dining reservations and your park days. Three months in advance, order your park tickets and figure out your travel to and from Orlando. Two months in advance, make your fast pass plans and start to collect affordable souvenirs. And one month in advance, figure out if you need to rent a stroller, grocery delivery, and counter service food. So I hope that gave you a sense of, you know, if you are going on a tight budget, when you should start planning and in the order in which you should do things and help you have a great next trip or first trip to Walt Disney World. 
I wanted to give you a heads up about my upcoming trips to the Disney parks and know what to expect in terms of podcast episodes and what I'll be doing. So September 8th through 12th, I will be at Walt Disney World. I will be doing a live show from Food and Wine Festival with a food and beverage industry expert. And that happens to be my dad, who's going to join me on the podcast. And I am very excited for that show. And of course, to eat all of the delicious things at Food and Wine Festival. I will also be doing daily trip reports from that show. I will add them nightly, upload them nightly, and you can keep up with my trip and what we are doing, where we are staying, how I'm saving money on the trip that way. October 24th through 27th, I am making the trek to the motherland. That's right, I'm going to Disneyland, folks. I have never been, and I am a little overwhelmed right now, to be honest. I asked for help in the Budget Mouse Facebook group this week. I was like, I'm going to Disneyland. I have no idea what I'm doing. Help me. And people have already given me lots of ideas. So on that trip, I am also going to do daily trip reports and tell you what we're doing each day on that trip. I'm also going to do kind of a walk around show to give you my first timer impressions of Disneyland as a Walt Disney World regular. So I thought that would be a fun way to you can share in my experience going to Disneyland when I've never been and though I'm a Disney World regular. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you like it, if you you can take a second to rate it or even review it in iTunes. That would be a big help to me. And even better, you can recommend it to a friend. You can find me at thebudgetmouse.com, thefrugalsouth.com. I'm on Instagram as thebudgetmouse. And the best thing you could do is join our private Facebook group. Just search for The Budget Mouse on Facebook. Ask to join and I will add you. So thanks again for listening and have a magical day.